are Matt Boldy and or Marco Rossi on their way to help the Minnesota Wilds? We talk about that, the Winter Classic, and what Capo Kakana needs to do to come away with a win against the Bruins on Thursday on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available to listen anywhere, anytime. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we react to some of the recent news for the Minnesota Wild as they gear up for their next game against the Boston Bruins. The possibility of a call-up for Matt Boldy and or Marco Rossi exists. Sounds like the Wild will be without Cam Talbot for uh, at least the Bruins game. So we'll talk about uh, what Capo Kakinen needs to do uh, in order to uh, help fill those shoes. We'll talk about Andrew Hammond getting the call-up for the Wild as well. And uh, we will recap the Winter Classic as Zach Zeman joins the show. He was at the Winter Classic, so we'll talk about that a little bit here today as well. My name is Seth Topol, host of Locked on Wild, veteran content producer and captain of the Locked on Wild podcast. Happy to have you along for a Tuesday edition of the show. And as mentioned, Zach Zeman is back to discuss plenty of topics here today. Zach, happy 2022 you were at the Winter Classic. Looks like you made it through without any major frostbite issues. So uh, happy to have you along, as always, to discuss the Winter Classic and more. How's it going, man? It's great. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy to be back on Locked On Wild. What is the first couple episodes of the year? So this is exciting. You know, if 2021 wasn't a great year for Locked On Wild, 2022 is going to break some records. I can guarantee it. Hop on right now if you haven't. This is going to be an insane year. I'm so happy to be here. Seth is just a beauty. This year is going to be insane. But I was at the Winter Classic. I was also at the 2016 Stadium Series game against the Blackhawks. So I'm going to kind of compare them. Uh, the Winter Classic blows it out of the water. Um, they had a little fan fest in the Target Center, um, you know, Ooh. on the courtside level so people could sit around and, you know, stay warm before the game started, which I thought was awesome. The NHL killed it. Uh, they took out the whole court. Uh, several fans would, would uh, play games like shooting pucks and, you know, target contests and stuff like that and photo ops. Uh, I thought it was a great setup. You walk out of the target center onto the road um, and there was a concert. There was bars. There was so many fans mingling, getting ready, staying warm together. It was such a cool experience, especially in times of COVID when you really haven't seen this in a while. You know, it's finally relieving to see everyone on the streets, everyone enjoying the state of hockey. Uh, there were a lot of Blues fans, not going to lie. I, it was either 80-20, I think, or 70-30% of Blues. The Blues traveled well. Um, I have a lot of Blues fans back at Missouri. None of them came, unfortunately, but <laughs> they did travel well regardless. Uh, you know, as well as the game went, the security lines were slow. Everyone was checking the hand warmers because they have, like, something that ticks off the uh, uh, metal detectors. 
Um, so that took a while to get in, <clears throat> but once you're in there, it was, man, it, it, for, it, you know, it felt like you weren't even close to a twins game. It, 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 you know, that whole stadium is twins, 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 summer and sun and, uh, you know, great days. But once you, once you got in there, there was snow on your seat. The atmosphere was incredible. Everyone was there. No one sat down. I can guarantee you that I did not take a seat in my chair the entirety of the time I was there. Uh, you know, staying warm, jumping up and down, getting the feet cold or warm again because they were cold. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it was just a great experience standing out there. You know, it it was there was something about it that made you like be really like thankful that that this event went on. You know, it was postponed last year. There was so much going into it and finally attending it in person and seeing all the festivities and seeing the atmosphere was truly special, regardless of the score. I was tweeting during the game. I had made a fun, like, pregame video. It was just a great atmosphere. It was different. It didn't feel like a XL Energy Center wild game where you're struggling to find parking and you're walking in a miserable cold to get into the – you know, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't your normal game. Um, I will say that it was, it was kind of tough to watch the game. It was. Uh, you know, that's what you can expect. I couldn't personally see any plays develop, uh, stuff like that. You know, who has the puck? It was kind of like you heard the crowd erupt and you're like, oh, there's a goal, and, and something happened. And fireworks went off. Thomas Rhett was there. It was such a great experience. Like I said, regardless of the score, yeah, it was a miserable game. You know, you're losing your three out of the five best players in your lineup. That can happen. Um, but it was truly an atmosphere, an experience. And I'm, I, you know, it's, I'll keep touting about it. It's the greatest thing I've ever been to, greatest hockey event I've ever experienced. Uh, the people I was there with were amazing. I met a lot of cool people, cool wild fans. You know, it was just great. I, I mean, I'm going to keep going on, but it was just something truly special. I'm pretty sure everyone's heard a lot about it already. The coldest game in NHL history. Uh, cool to be a part of it. So. it well, yeah, it's it's nice because, you know, we, we talked about it a little bit yesterday with Alex Micheletti, but neither of us were there. So we're getting the insider report from somebody who was at the event itself. And so, you know, it's it's fun to just hear kind of because – I, I saw just a slew of pictures throughout the day. You know, they had the log cabin out in center field that the players came out of, which I think was just unbelievable touch. Um, all the lights and everything catered towards wild colors, ready to rock. And for this being probably the, well, no, I can't say second biggest because Minneapolis, St. Paul have had the Super Bowl. They've had the final four. And so this maybe is the third biggest event that has been held at a Minnesota stadium um, here within the last uh, five, 10 years. Yeah. Uh, you know, all those bigger events are at the U S bank stadium. I think this is the biggest one in target field history. Sorry, twins. Uh, <laughs> sorry. You keep getting swept at home by the Yankees there. Went to that one too. Thanks. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, another observation I had was, you know, there was there's heaters up along the concourse where everyone kind of funneled to in the beginning, the pregame, the warmups and everything, because people are just like, oh, gosh, we're in it for the long run. Um, but when you're walking the concourse in between intermissions, the uh, the one thing that's different from the summer is, you know, the chef, all the kiosks making food for you, uh, all the steam and smoke. And it's just filled the concourse. I know it was super smoky because it was so cold. Um, and it, all the hot stuff was like filling up the concourse, which is pretty funny. I, you know, you, you're used to the hot summer days at Target Field, and 
none of that none of that's happening but it was just kind of funny just to see how much of a temperature difference uh at this venue it is um yeah and it was just spectacular like i can't say enough great things about it i was just so happy to be a part of the experience it did was great you, did you see any celebrities up close i know john ham was uh, was there which was just ridiculous in a good way um yeah, the, apparently the- there so uh, on the you know on the right field plaza area that they just kind of renovated recently uh, we try to move up in the Delta sky because, like, just, like, why not get a look and see what's happening up there? A um, couple private parties. You know, I think there was obviously where all the celebrities funneled to, all the relatives and family members, you know, in the warm right field section, like, like way past the uh, uh, foul pole. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a couple private parties up there. I did not personally see any celebrities, but I know there were a lot of people. I don't know if anyone knows who CM Punk is. He was there, you know, just like the WWE guy. Uh, a lot of cool faces were there, The you know, all the Chicklets guys. It was just a great, you know, everyone's coming here to watch this game. He kind of doesn't, you know, oh, it's just another wild game. But no, this was a really spectacular event. Um, thank God it was a regular season loss. This, is, this was not a playoff game. Let's not get ahead of ourselves after right. this loss. You know, we were missing a lot of people, but uh, it was truly like I only, I almost like wasn't even looking at the score. It's kind of just observing everything as the night went on, and you kind of forgot the game was on. I'm not even gonna lie; like there was just a lot to um, to look at, a lot to see, and you know, the game was just one of them. So, well, it was uh, it was an unbelievable time, and you know, as you alluded to, and we talked about yesterday as well. Unfortunately, Wild couldn't get the win, but you know, a lot of factors in play, rust big time players being out. And so as we said yesterday, and as I'm going to say again today, I really can't get super worked up about uh, the fact that the wild lost six to four. Yes. Now five losses in a row, but those five losses have occurred with, I think six games postponed in between. So I, I just, I just don't really know how like panicked I can get until the schedule starts to get back on track. And yes, every loss that mounts during this time counts in the standings. But again, get, let's let's get back on track sometime here in the month of January. Spurgeon, Brodeen, and Erickson Eck are all going to return. And then at that point, once we get to where we're back on the normal slate of games... Then we can say, okay, let's dive in. Let's see how this team's doing against uh, the NHL competition. But there's too much going on. There's too many variables right now to where I can't put the panic meter up at this point. Yeah. There, there are people that are, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give anybody grief for uh, for being concerned about what we've seen on the ice. It's just I gotta see this thing get back on track from a schedule standpoint before we go into the okay we might have a problem here yeah no i like that i like that take there you know everyone's thinking about you know the injuries and the covid issues but let's talk about the postponements man i mean you can't i think the wild fans are hoping for more postponements because their their top players are injured or they're covid you know of course you don't want to play without those guys of course those are your top guys but the winter classic obviously can't get postponed. You're going to have to play games like that, and you're going to have to lose miserably in front of your fans. That's going to happen. You know, it, you just can't press the panic button, especially when your top 
at least three of your five best players are sitting out. I keep yeah. saying that, but it is seriously something to consider. Um, you know, I'm actually kind of shocked when people say they're scared. I, I just personally haven't ever thought about it that far. You know, of course, it's a skid. Every team's going to have a skid. Um, you know, and, and when your top two defense defensive players are out, of course your goalies are going to struggle. Of course you're going to find the lack of offensive push. Um, you know, in the first 10 minutes of the Winter Classic, you know, obviously I couldn't pick out certain plays on who was, you know, not skating well with the team, but you can extreme – you could – very well tell that the you know the momentum and the ice tilt was clearly for st louis yeah and and it makes you think why is this happening oh yeah brodeen and spurgeon are out and we have call-ups like addison and we have more defensive or third line defensive players getting first line minutes you know it's just a whole jungle um and juggle of like defensive players not playing their uh right proper minutes you know they're, they're gonna have to step up and of course, it's going to be not a not a fun show to watch, and that's just what's going to happen. It's bound to happen. There's been injuries almost every year for every single team ever imaginable. Yep. You know, this is yes, this is the first like big like okay, let's let's start to look at this because we haven't lost this many in a row in a while, and I understand why people are 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 scared, but I, it's just it's kind of shocking that because I know that these players are coming back, like you just said, there's not that much to worry about. There really is not. Um, we're going to talk about the goalies later, but just as a general note, moving forward with a lot of these postponements, I mean, I guess the Wild fans have to be thankful for the postponements if they want their team to win because you're, it's going to be hard to win on a normal schedule. Yeah, let's just think about this as a normal schedule. Yeah. You know, you have a couple back-to-backs, you have a overnight flights, you know, skip a day, have practice, blah, 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 but you're constantly playing. And and when you're consistently without Eck, Spurgeon, and Brodine during those times, yeah, that's a panic because you're, they're out forever. It seems like forever, and you're playing several games in between. You know, it's unlike unlike right now where it's we've played two games in the last two weeks or something crazy like that, and yeah. there's not a lot to worry about. Since December 14th, the Wild have played three games. So, but <laughs> looking at the schedule, so let's assume this is actually a good talking point. So I don't want to, I don't want to spend the entire narrative of it, Yeah. but looking at the schedule right now, let's just assume that it's two weeks for Erickson Eck and for Spurgeon from today. So that would get us to January 17th. That's four games. The opponents are Boston, Washington, Anaheim, and Colorado. So they will theoretically miss four games. But the level of opponent is pretty high during yeah. that stretch. So we'll, um, we'll keep an eye on that. That'll be something to monitor, too, with the, uh, with the, the schedule continuing to unfold. But um, let's, let's dive into some interesting news from earlier today in that uh, Dean Evason kind of tipping the hand of uh, the Wilds plans for later here in the week, which uh, makes it sound like reinforcements are on the way. We'll talk about that plus more. More on the way on today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Got beard? Get primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. All products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. 
Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the United States. The combo kits make a great gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you will be glad you did. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel in beard to the other products you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember, the code Locked On gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Again, use the code Locked On at checkout for 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Continuing today's episode of Locked On Wild. Again, thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen, your favorite show. Keeping up to date with the Minnesota Wild as much as humanly possible. Seth Topol hanging out with Zach Zeman. And Zach teased it before the pause in that uh, it sounds as though the Minnesota Wild are poised to bring up at least one notable name to help out with uh, some of the injuries that they are currently dealing with. It sounds as though we will get our first look this season at either Marco Rossi or Matt Boldy or both. It was left completely, completely open-ended. I think it was Michael Russo that asked the question, and Dean basically said, I can't answer it, but you're on the right track. And so... It seems like we're going to get at least one of those guys for Thursday's game. Maybe, hopefully both. Um, Let's just start. Which one would you prefer if it was just one? Would you rather see Rossi or Boldy? Um, Let's throw it back to game six against the Las Vegas Golden Knights round one last year where Matt Boldy took part in warm-ups. Woo. And his extra small breezers. I think Matt Boldy deserves (laughs) to get his shot with the wild, uh, especially in Boston where he went to college. I feel like that'd just be a great story. Um, and I just think he deserves it. He's been with this team, you know, kind of teasing at warmups in game six of a playoff game. I think it's about time to bring him up. I think Rossi, if, if they were to bring both awesome, but I think if there's one, I think Boldy deserves it just cause you know, seniority, I guess he's been there one year longer than Rossi. Um, and I think Rossi can wait a little bit, but Hey, if, if both of them, perfect. You know, I, I really don't have a preference, but I think Boldy deserves it. I think they're both stars. They've showed it. They're both probably mid-25, I think 25, 23, 28 points uh, piece. Uh, something up there for Iowa. They're both showing that they, they're playing sensational hockey. Um, both of them deserve it. I think Boldy, uh, yeah, deserves this one. Now, so what we're looking at is Jordan Greenway was put on the COVID-19 protocol list. So his availability for Thursday's game is in question. Mm-hmm. And so obviously you got to fill a forward spot. But hear me out on this. So let's assume Jewel Erickson is out. Jordan Greenway is out. What if the Wilds do something like this? Kaprizov, Hartman, Zuccarello. Keep that line intact. Keep that line as it is. Fiala, Goudreau, and Boldy. And then, or you could go Fiala, Goudreau, Felino. 
I I think I think a wing would definitely make some sense. Yeah, it's just the lines are just so jumbled at this point with Jewel Eriksonek out that basically you've got you got Hartman playing center, you got Goudreau playing center, then you probably have Rask maybe, or you have uh, Sturm or you have Bugstad. So that would be another option is to have Victor Rask center the Kaprizov line and then go Felino Hartman Boldy as uh, as another one of your line combos. I don't yeah. uh, I don't dislike it. I just I think what I would like to see I think what I would like to see Fiala Sturm Boldy. Yeah, I feel like Fiala and Boldy would work well together. I feel like those two are kind of they would they would find some mojo. I feel like, and I think that would be a cool cool line to see, no doubt. Or maybe you go Kaprizov, Sturm, Fiala. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Different minutes on every line, you know. It's, I don't know. Someone's gonna have to play up. Sturm getting extra minutes, eh? I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> Sturm's yep. my guy. He's just got to kind of yep. get rolling again here. Yeah, he's got to get that ball rolling. But you know that the nice thing, the nice thing about Matt Boldy is that he is aggressive and he's a confident playmaker. And on the Fiala line is a natural fit for him because we've talked about it a lot this year, and that has been kind of a point of issue for this team. Is that Fiala is getting no help on that line. And so we can point to the fact that he's not scoring as much as he has in previous seasons. But like the further you dig into it, he's not getting anything offensively from anybody else on that line. And so he needs a little refresher. If you give him someone give him someone new. If you you get a guy that is more offensively inclined as well to play on that line. And the Wild then go out and acquire the guy that I've been banging the drum for for several weeks. Mm-hmm. Imagine that as a playoff line. You could roll out uh, Kevin Fiala, uh, Claude Giroux, and Matt Boldy. Spicy. Yeah. Let's talk about that future real quick. Spicy. I like it. But, no, you know, if they, if they do go the Rossi route, I mean, that obviously puts less strain on Ryan Hartman still going to be probably the top center on this team. But then you could have Rossi. I, I think, I think this gets to what is kind of the, the overall talking point with Boldy and Marco Rossi, at least for the rest of this season, when they're brought up, I think they're going to be better served on a line with Kevin Fiala than they are with anybody else because he needs the help and they need somebody that can take a little pressure off of them while they're up. Now, long-term, maybe the fit is better with Kaprizov for those guys. I wouldn't argue that at all. No. But I think we're seeing enough from Kirill Kaprizov with Matt Zuccarello and with Ryan Hartman that I think you can just leave that line alone. Yeah, no, of course, of course. Get Kevin Fiala a little help, yeah. and this team becomes more dangerous offensively. 
can you see one of them staying if they if they perform well? I think so. Yeah. If we see a boom in one of these lines, you know, I bet they can change them during the game too, just to yep. see, you know, play a little experiment. If if they see any line that is just insane that night against Boston, oh my goodness. They yeah, I can definitely see them staying with this team. Someone's gonna get sent back down. Um but they yeah, these are assets that need to get, you know, kind of implemented this year and, and 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 test the water, you know, and see what what they're really capable of in the NHL level. And if they're not, then they're fine. They they go back to Iowa. But obviously, we all think they are. They're all beasts down there. They're I mean, you see highlights of them almost every night, every game. Um, thanks, Spokesy. Yep. You know, <laughs> it's like, geez. But <laughs> it's just like, yeah, they're they're all deserving, all deserving, both of them. And I just think Boldy needs it a little more, just because he's had, you know, he's got teased a little and and warm ups and stuff. But I, I would like to see Boldy finally. Um, get a start here. I like it. I like that thought. Um, I did want to point something else out, something else out as well, because a friend of the show, Brett Marshall of the Sound the Foghorn podcast, mentioned this today. Um, it's not even remotely close to the end of the world if Boldy comes up, if Rossi comes up. Yeah. They don't look the part right away. Um, you know, it, it happened that Adam Beckman, when he came up and played, looked the part, uh, albeit on the fourth line for the Wilds. Kalen Addison has looked the part when he has been inserted into the lineup. Um, that doesn't always happen. That doesn't mean that the, the players are going to be not NHL quality or NHL caliber players. It just it takes a, it takes some time depending yeah. on the, the player and depending on the circumstances with Rossi coming back from COVID and the, uh, the COVID complications that he had and Matt Boldy coming off of a pretty substantial lower body injury. So if they don't look, if they don't light it up right away, that's not the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, Let's, yeah, these guys, although they went pretty high in the draft, they're not the number one pick. You know, they're not expected to start right away. And, you know, you talk about Alexi Lafreniere and, and, and Capo Caco and all those guys who got picked early in the recent years. And they're not putting up numbers, but they're expected to play that high caliber NHL level as of, you know, you get Rossi, uh, you know, in, in the top 10 and you just get you send him down there and say, hey, we don't need you right now. We have you. We don't need you because we aren't a number one pick team the year prior. We didn't we didn't deserve to get that pick. We didn't have a terrible year prior. You know, we don't need your help right away because we had a great year the year before. We had a fine year, you know. Um, and, and you go develop and you you take the time down there for yourself um, and get acclimated. And then we can bring you up when you want to. And when yep. we want you is right now. So, you know, we you've got time down there, but here's your time to shine. We didn't need you when you – when we needed you, like we we're on a team that needed you, but you know now that you're here and it's very convenient, let's give you a shot. Exactly. Um, final. God, I keep coming up with these points to to throw in here. So yeah, I'm. I got a lot to talk about. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> final one before we will will break, and then we'll talk about uh, Capo Kakinen to finish because obviously that's some other wild news. And that Capo Kakinen is is probably going to get the start on Thursday. Doesn't look like Cam Talbot will be available. But 
in terms of players out that will come back into the mix for the Wilds, call me crazy, but I think Jordan Greenway comes back and slides in with his normal line to get the Greenway, Felino, Erickson, Eck trio, get them intact. But I think that third line, I think those pieces are totally interchangeable. And if Rossi and Boldy come up and they look great, keep them on that line and just go with it. Just ride it. I'm so with you. I think a lot of people are with you on that. Those bottom six are just bring them up and down. Bring them up and down. You know, you can almost do anything with them. And I'm so with you on that. Get those first, the top six intact, and then we'll start to implement some, uh, yeah, Iowa Wild Beauties back into this lineup. Let's go. Love it. All right, let's uh, let's talk about uh, Capo Kakinen and uh, what he can do to help the Wilds kind of calm the goalie situation. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wilds comes your way after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. And again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. We hope you stick with us all throughout 2022 with a lot of great content coming your way every single day here as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Seth Topol and Zach Zeman hanging out for a Tuesday episode of the show. And uh, this will be just a short segment to close. Obviously, Cam Talbot suffered a uh, lower body injury in the Winter Classic. Um, doesn't sound like he'll be available for Thursday's game against the uh, the Bruins. So it's going to be Capo Kakinen. Andrew Hammond was recalled by the Minnesota Wild to fill the backup role for this team. But, you know, as we were talking about before we started recording, I know the goalie numbers look not great, but I think we need to take a look at who is missing from this lineup uh, as to why some of these numbers have been inflated. Obviously, losing... Brodeen and Spurgeon both uh, ahead of the Winter Classic is just a massive yeah. hole to try to dig out of. And just look at look at the minutes for uh, for other guys, you know, on defense. I mean, you had Dumba playing twenty six, Goligoski playing twenty five. I know those are your two best defenders, so I don't have any problem with that. But you've got, you know, Dmitry Kulikov played 20 minutes. John Merrill played 17. Jordy Ben played 13. Kalen Addison played 14. Um, I, I know I've, I've gone to bat a lot for Jordy Ben uh, as a guy who has slipped into the lineup after a huge portion of just kind of sitting on the bench. But he is not Jared Spurgeon or Jonas Brodeen. Dmitry Kulikov is not Jared Spurgeon or Jonas Brodeen. Uh, John Merrill is not Jared Spurgeon or Jonas Brodeen. And so I know you have to, on the ice at that given time, you have to rely on those guys to get it done. But that is just, that is a massive ask for your defense to not have those two guys and to be going up against some of these teams offensively that the Wild have played over the past few games. Uh, The Dallas Stars, one of the hottest teams in the NHL. They had won, I think, eight in a row um, before a couple of losses when they played the Wild. And I know the Wild were one of the hottest teams in the NHL, too. 
But those guys just do so much. I mean, we had we have the Edmonton Oilers game as yeah. film to document the Jonas Brodine effect. Let's not forget these prior games. Yeah. I mean, come on. You know, we beat the Maple Leafs and Oilers. Like, yeah, of course you're going to follow the Stars and, and Blues and, and teams like that who are also great nevertheless. You know, like, <clears throat> it, it's just tough. It's obviously tough. It's a tough ask for every single defenseman with with losing your two leaders on, on those bottom on those six defensemen. Like you once you lose a third of your group, are you kidding me? You're gonna have to step up and go up to the top lines. Like that's a huge ask and, and it's gonna be tough to fill. And it, of course the goalies are gonna be left, you know, with a couple more scoring chances than that than they used to be facing. Um, and that happened in the winter classic. Like I said, you couldn't really tell the plays that were happening in the winter classic. Um, so the fans behind me heckling Talbot, uh, it was, I guess, valid at the time. But once again, it's really not their fault when you step back and you realize that the two best defensemen in your lineup are gone. It's it's like losing. It's like having a really good quarterback on an NFL team or having a really good safety on the back end for your defense, not having them there. And, you know, you may say, well, we can get player X to fill in for them. But you lose all of that just cerebral thinking in being able to anticipate what the opponents are going to do, what your teammates are going to do, what position they're going to be in, where you need to be on a particular play, trying to stop a, an odd man rush, trying to stop a two-on-one or a three-on-two. Two of the best guys in the league at doing just those little things that is not something that you can just replace with a body. Yeah, very. I mean, you're just saying all of what I'm about to was I was about to say. Like you're just perfect. It's just perfect. You really just have to step back and think. It just takes a little bit of realizing what's ahead of the goalie, what the goalies depend on before them, before they're supposed to make the save, and when they're not there, of course it's going to be tough to make the save. You know, and it's I, you know, it could be worse. I'm going to play this card. It could be worse. The Kraken could have taken Kakanen. We could have Andrew Hammond starting against Boston. It could be worse. But uh, and and when you're talking about Kappa Kakanen's last couple, last games, uh, last time he played was actually in the third period of the Winter Classic when the Wild, although it was like their best period because they had the goalie pulled for eight minutes. <laughs> um, before that, Kakanen still faced. A, a couple uh, uh, really nice scoring chances for the Blues. Um, because the defense is still not there um, as it pertains for the whole game, you know. It, and and I guess the last thing you could talk about is the last time they've played and the, and what they've looked like before uh, to the Boston game. And, and Kakinen looked fine. He didn't let in a goal at least, so we got that going for us. But, yeah, it's not ideal. It's not ideal for your starting goalie to get – uh, injured here, and you don't know the extent of the injury until probably the day you're listening to this. Um, but having Capo Kakinen playing in the most recent game before this, um, before this Bruins game, uh, with all the postponements as well, at least he got some game time. You know, I, I, like they got that going for him. But yeah, it's not. It's going to be tough. But I think Kakinen's fine. I've, I've always been a Kakinen guy. Um, everyone's like, pick Kakinen, pick Kakinen. Uh, to save, you know, you're, it's just like I, I just think 
having two solid goalies that you can depend on is a good deal. And yeah. I think Hackenden's there. I think people are just, yeah, it's not ideal, but it's not a lot to worry about um, right now. I guess we'll know the extent of the injury tomorrow, but I think we're fine still. I just, you know, right now I think it's fine. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll, we'll see what happens in the near future. Exactly. It's a wait and see yeah. approach. We'll just uh, we'll just take it day by day and uh, hope that uh, we have a little more info by the time the Wild play the Bruins again on Thursday. And yeah, you'll see us back here uh, once once those games are you know done and and what we can take from those games. So yep. stay tuned. You know we'll we'll be back to discuss what if we start worrying. You know if if Talbot's injury is more severe than we think. You know, then then we'll start to worry. Yep. But until then, it's fine. Yeah. So. That's uh, I think a good spot to uh, to leave it here for today. So uh, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen of the day. And now that you're finished with your first listen, make sure you hop over to Lockdown Bets, your daily one stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Locked on Bets is free and available on all podcast platforms. Just like Locked on Wild, we are available everywhere and anytime you want to listen. We're also available on social media. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We have unique content coming to all of those platforms here in 2022. So make sure you follow along to stay up to date on your favorite Minnesota hockey team, the Minnesota Wild. Because when a puck drops in the state of hockey. Lockdown Wild has you covered every Monday through Friday with new episodes coming out as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.